ब्रह्मशत्यम जगत मिथ्या जीवो ब्रह्मैव न अपरह ब्रह्मशत्यम ब्रह्मा इज़ द कॉस्मिक सोल कॉस्मिक सेल्फ दैट इज़ द वन ट्रूथ दैट इज़ ऑलवेज़ ट्रू जगत मिथ्या जगत इज़ द रिफ्लेक्टर और द वर्ल्ड यूनिवर्स आउटसाइड it is mithya because it is only a made up one and which is constantly changing it composes itself and decomposes itself and the brahma when reflects through the jagat it gives rise to the jiva the soul so jivo brahmaiva na aparaha so in that sense jiva is nothing but brahman that is the vedantic approach to know this directly is called the path of jnana yoga a direct method no roundabout that is the advaita philosophy also we had a very 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 long and tough discussion last night they were about 50 60 uh, catholic nuns yesterday evening they were rather puzzled to hear me saying i and the father are one that means they are one and the same they are not different they become one ultimately the individual becomes the universal it was a bit difficult for them to understand and it is so because it is not a thing to be understood by the mind instead it is an experience and again it is not an experience by an individual it is to become that being and becoming you are not going to experience it as a separate entity from that you become that once you become that there's no experience even then who are you to experience you are not there to experience when you go to sleep can you say you are experiencing the sleep if suppose somebody asks you say what are you experiencing can you say oh i am experiencing wonderful sleep now a very deep sleep no dream whatsoever if you say that <laughs> you are not sleeping but if you do not just say and just sleep he will understand that you are sleeping see you have to make him understand by not telling anything if you start opening your mouth you have disclosed that you are not sleeping the same that is what's said by those who have experienced have never said it those who have said it never experienced <laughs> kandavar vindilar vindavar kandilar 
Kandavar means those who have seen. Vindilar means never said about it. Vindavar, those who have said, never seen it. That means, if you are really seeing it, you are not saying it. Something like if you are really sleeping, you are not talking about that. You are just sleeping. That is the best way to make somebody understand that you are sleeping. You need not tell them. And you cannot tell them. Even if you want, how can you? Where are you there? So this is also another sleep. Not the ordinary sleep, the unconscious sleep, but that is superconscious sleep. See? Conscious sleep is what we are doing now during the day. Conscious sleep. We are sleeping consciously. Not that we are all awake. No, we are all dreaming. We are all asleep now. We are all in darkness, in ignorance. That's why we call ourselves as so-and-so, so-and-so, Mr., Mrs., Miss, that, this, all. Huh? It's all sheer ignorance. <laughs> no truth in these words. I can prove that. If I ask you, who are you, and if you say, I am a girl, it is the skinny coat over, that's all. Skin and flesh makes girl and boy. So it is the body that makes the girl and boy. Because the next minute you say, uh, my body is sick. See, my body is sick, I am a girl. Are you not contradicting? You call yourself a girl because of the girlish body, a feminine body. And you are different from the body, that's why you are able to say, my body is sick. So when you call yourself this as your body, you are not the body. So when you are not the body, how can you say, I am a girl? So all those who, people who call themselves girls and boys are utter lying. That's why to call an untruth as truth. So like that, it is almost impossible to talk anything truth. The moment you open your my mouth, you are talking nonsense. You are talking falsehood. Please excuse me when I, when I say you, including me, because I am talking now. We are all assembled here to talk about falsehood. Swamiji, would you please explain the tamas guna and what to do when it arises during meditation practice? Well, it's a nice question. It happens to many people. <clears throat> Tamo guna, in a shortened way we call it tamas. Guna is a quality. The tamas is a sleepy quality. It's a dullness laziness. That is tamas. And sattva is just the opposite. 
but fortunately or unfortunately they look alike science proves it absence of light and intense light they look alike is it not so hmm? put the light off it is darkness increase the intensity of the light go on increasing it your eyes have the capacity of seeing only to a particular degree of light waves if it goes beyond it becomes darkness to you just shampoo the body gently massage it it's pleasure is nice a little pressure harder is painful a little more harder you raise above pain is pleasure again absence of pain is pleasure intensity of pain also is pleasure again you won't feel the pain anymore that means the extremes always look alike but they look alike they appear to be so but in quality they are completely different poles apart question is why that tamas and how to get rid of it if you are in an atmosphere of tamas in a sleepy room you can meditate easily because there is a sleepy atmosphere in that room in a bedroom you sleep in a meditation room you meditate in a dining room you dine that's why each has a place of its own so the atmosphere must be pure that's why you were asked to have at least a little corner specially allotted for that purpose so that you won't charge the place with any other vibrations and you go on practicing your spiritual sadhana practice in that place to create that vibration sattvic vibration there and another most important thing is the food that is why we always advise people take care of your food if you read bhagavad gita i think it's the 13th chapter gunatraya vibhaga yoga gunatrayam the three gunas everything is divided into three gunas and they talk about the food also sattvic food rajasic food and tamasic food in the normal life more particularly in the west i'm sorry to say that and you must excuse me if i am a bit frank according to bhagavad gita if you cook some food you cook it eat it if there is anything left over you leave over that's all it is left over is left once for all no left over food is eaten but sometimes for the first time it took uh, uh, a little courage to accept things here and i came in here 
Within a week, a friend took me to his country home and I was there for the weekend. We were only three or four, but they cooked so much of food. I asked, I said, what is this? Why are you cooking so much of food for all of us? No, 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 no. This is the only opportunity for us to cook because we have to take it back and keep it in the fridge to eat the whole week. See? They cook so much, take it to the city, eat the whole week, and next week, weekend when they go, they cook for the whole week, take it to the city. I was a bit frightened. Maybe you, you may say, oh, uh, uh, in the refrigerator nothing will spoil, get spoiled. Frozen food, for example. Frozen becomes lifeless. Then when you heat it again, you create life into that. And again, eat a little, put it again. Freeze, heat, freeze, heat, freeze, heat. Die, birth, death, birth, death, birth, death, birth. Things must be cooked then and there to the limit. So when you are forced to eat cooked then and there, cooked food and not to keep it, you will even know how much to cook for how many people. Seldom I come across people who know exactly how much to cook for how many people? I don't know. They just cook. That's all. But in India, even if they cook for 50 people, exactly it is alright for 50. If they want, they can make two or three plates extra. That's all. That means they should be freshly cooked and eaten. It should not be even allowed to cool down too much. A hot food, if it is allowed to cool down, it loses its taste, its quality. It becomes uh, stale. That's what Bhagavad Gita says. Stale food is tamasic. Yesterday's food is tamasic. And very pungent is tamasic. And at the same time, even cooked food, freshly cooked food, if overeaten, becomes tamasic. Because they go and get fermented. So that's why yoga says, eat for half the stomach. Fill up half stomach with solid, quarter stomach with water, and leave the other quarter for air. So the limitation, always get up before you have a little more hunger left over. Let the hunger be left over in the stomach then you are able to digest all that you eat. It's not that how much you eat is important. It's how much you digest and how much assimilated. So undigested food, old and stale food, they all bring tamas. So one must be very, very careful about food. And of course, all strong and spicy and hot foods, they are rajasic. Rajasic means too much of restlessness, overactivity. There's no peace in their face, in their talking. 
that is the rajasic tendency but sattva is tranquility in between it's neither too much not too much this way neither over activity nor under activity there is a nice balance so sattva is actually in between so if there is somebody who is very tamasic he should eat a little rajasic food to counteract and raise the tamas a little but don't eat too much to become rajasic yin yang is it huh yes yin yang hmm? yes Thomas and Rajas yin yang see that's but you have to raise above both to get young huh? <laughs> <laughs> is there a thing like that young huh? balance you can put it like that yin yang and young huh? neither yin nor yang you can be young hmm? that is sattva so food must be taken care of if the food is taken care of i think most of the things are taken care of. you won't feel more sleepy you won't feel very dull because when you overeat you feel sleepy when the stomach is full the brain is dull remember that there is a brain here and there is a brain here when you feed this this starves when you feed this this should starve that's why most of the species this call for starvation or fasting all the important days festival days holy days are observed with a little fasting the idea is to fast the stomach to feed the brain you can't have both either this or that so the stomach must be taken care of so one is the food the other is the association the atmosphere and coming to the practical side directly just before the meditation well that takes long time to take care of the food and get rid of all tamas so should i wait till i get rid of all these things for meditation maybe the question i say it's not necessary if you are dull and tamas before you sit for meditation do some brisk exercise say a few rounds of surya namaskar the sun worship and another best thing is a few bastrika pranayam the bellow breathing and all the dullness is burnt out all the tamas is burnt out there are many many practices like this in yoga if you want to learn more go to the yoga centers <laughs> so these are all the different ways to get out of tamas so never to mistake tamas 
as sattva. Sattva means all purity, all tranquility, with all awareness. There is no unconsciousness. It is a sort of superconsciousness. You are in tranquility. Then everything becomes sattva, sattvic. So during the practice, if you are tamasic, do some bastrika. And again, when you repeat some mantras, those who have been initiated, I have told them, if you feel a little dull, do it a little loudly. Repeat your mantra a little loudly and a little fast to bring alertness. And if the mind is quietened and if you are tranquil, repeat mentally. In the, reduce the speed also. So you have to somehow see that no dullness takes over. And that's why even the clothing, if you wear an old clothing, old means not uh, uh, old in the sense, but a, a dirty one, unclean, a used one. See, you'll be wearing it uh, since the past five days. And you'll be working everywhere with that. If you go with the same dress and sit and try to meditate, the dullness will be there. That's why it's always beneficial to have a set of dress, just for the sake of meditation only. Before you go to meditate, take off the other clothes. Have a nice wash. Wear this fresh clothing. Go, sit there. Even the spread must be a clean one. Clean, change now and then. Because they also gather the vibrations. Keep fresh flowers on the altar. A nice scented stick. A nice light. So that there won't be tamas, there won't be darkness. So all these things go to make the meditation successful. So it's always advisable to have a special dress for meditation. And don't take your work dress or the other dresses, party dress. And it may be neat and nice, good looking, but that's good only for the party. When you go, when you go to tennis, you have a tennis dress. When you go to party, you have a party dress. When you go to dance, you have a dance dress. Why not a meditation dress? Is that poor meditation so inferior? Then all these things, it is the preparation that makes the meditation successful. So take all the hints and if you really think, you will get more and more ideas. That's why in India, always, when you go into the shrine room, you take a bath even before. Change the dress, go into a complete bath that keeps you alert. You, you do not have any worldly vibrations with you when you go in. You wash away everything. So all such things will help you.